This is Chats with Cubana. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Woo Child Chats with Cubana. And I have a special guest with me today, Mr. Laquan Rice. That's your name right? You said right. Period. Laquan. 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 I like to get people name right because my name is Yaquavia. Yaquavia. And I hate when people mess my name up. So Laquan Rice, um, owner of Duplex and Revolver. Uh, formerly Rhyme of Reason, which is one of my little <laughs> hidden spots that's not around anymore, but we'll talk about it. So how are you today? Tired. Tired, <laughs> yeah. To be honest, I am. I can imagine you just opened this up not too long ago. Then we opened January. Mm-hmm. Come up on one-year anniversary for New Year's Eve. Oh, they got something planned already? We do. We do. We're you doing a black and white yet. party. No, we're doing a black and white okay. party. Yeah. Um, we're actually going to start selling tickets about two weeks from now. Period. Y'all heard it here first. I'm I'm putting this out. Y'all heard it here first. They're gonna be able to get it on Eventbrite and everything. Eventbrite, yeah. Perfect. So let's talk about duplex first and then kind of transition over to revolver. So you started duplex as a place for chefs to be able to come in and um they didn't have the opportunity necessarily or the funds necessarily to open up their own restaurants, but they were talented. Right. So what made you come up with that idea? Like that's so out the norm i was on i was running a bar in river north Mm -hmm. right during COVID happened we had shut down and they shipped all the management crew down to houston Mm -hmm. so they had five locations in houston so i went out there to go manage out there and i got COVID when i got out there so i sat in the hotel room for three or four days had nothing to do and i was came up with this idea like you know i had these two concepts i had in mind so I called the owners of the space that I was running back here in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, what do you guys think about me running these two concepts out for takeout and delivery? And I'm like, go ahead, because we don't have nobody there anyway. So I went there, used it as a ghost kitchen, created these two concepts, and it took off. And so we're like, all right, maybe because it had gotten so big, it started to uh, disrupt me managing in the space mm-hmm. and me also running my business at the same time. Mm-hmm. So found a space that I liked in Logan Square. And we took those two concepts, opened up at the duplex with that. But it was like the idea behind trying to continuously create your own concepts, you mm-hmm. know, twice a year. I said the idea would be great because I know so many chefs who are really talented, mm-hmm. but don't have the exposure nor the necess- necessities, the funds to be able to open their own space. Right. And I'm like, how about it's almost like an incubator mm-hmm. idea to bring chefs in. We can collaborate on them, creating their own their own menu. And then we market and brand them as it's theirs. I like that. I like it. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. <laughs> I was gonna say so. Like, yeah. Is it once a quarter? Is it? Is it's it twice, twice a year? A year? Just twice, twice a, year. a year. Yeah. So it keeps the people that come there often like guessing. They it never does. know when what, yeah. what the menu is gonna be. Yeah. So how do you guys go about choosing the menu? Is it strictly up to the chef, or you have like people coming in and be like know, tasting stuff? Um, we started with it was first when we started. It was an application process, mm-hmm. and this allows to vet you know, who we thought would work well within the space. And the first two, first two flips, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. And now it's like you get a phone call from somebody who wants to get in or somebody recommends somebody else. So it's not, now it's just what it's become. That's dope. So how did you transition over from duplex to now this, which is like the speakeasies giving 1920s vibes. Right. Y'all will see those who are watching on YouTube. We got Dorothy Dandridge on the wall. You got the old school black and white picture of the, the black guys dressed up real nice, <laughs> yeah. sitting on a nice car. Like, how did that transition to this? We got we got a year in at Duplex. And I think 
for me is if I want to stay in this industry, I think the ultimate goal is to be able to expand. Mm. And I've always wanted a, a cocktail bar. Uh, I have been negotiating this space. It took it, I'm negotiating this space for about eight months. Oh wow! Yeah, and it took it took a little bit of time to maybe get in the space, and it was like, what would that look like mm -hmm. ultimately? And it was like a place to where I would want to be in, mm -hmm. and rather it's date night before dinner, after dinner. I want to hang out and hear good music, but also have good cocktails as well. It is a space that I wanted to create. I think that's nice. First of all, the ambiance is amazing. Even during the day, it's it's not dark, but it's right. not bright. It's right. like perfect. Right. So when people come in, um, I know you said you wanted a space for it where you would feel comfortable in too. Right. But what do you want people to feel when they walk through the door? Because 1920s can be a little questionable it depending on yeah. who you are. I think the shock is so like obviously outside, you know, it's a comic book storefront, mm -hmm. right? So you don't know what you what you're walking into, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, you might have seen photos on Instagram or you seen photos on the website, but when you go from the outside to inside, you're like, oh shit. Oh, you can curse. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Is, you can curse. Yeah, no, and, it, and it's like you want to be in a space that's timeless and it's taking you somewhere else. Yeah. And that's kind of what we're trying to, to provide in this space mm -hmm. is that you're somewhere else, you know? Because I think one, I think the 1920s had a lot of style and charisma, you know, and then a lot of cocktails were created during that timeline. Yeah. Old fashioned. Old fashioned was. Which is yeah. one of my favorites. That's what I think quite often. I like too. old fashioned. Yeah. <laughs> um, especially when it's made right. Some people, it's Sometimes too sweet, too sweet, too strong. Too strong. And I'll be like, what happened yeah. to the middle ground? It's the balance. Yeah. You got to find, sometimes you find people that do it just right. You don't have to say anything. You're yeah. like, okay, cool. Uh, so, with that being said, um, we're going we gonna to dabble into race just a little bit. Yeah. You know, being a black man in Chicago, trying to create um your own lane and growing your business like what are some of the challenges that you've been facing to to do this i think ultimately it's just doubt hmm. i think just you know listen I, I would say this uh where my grandfather came from to where i am today mm -hmm. i would say this is the best time to be an african-american man in mm -hmm. america you know i think i think we have it to where we believe we can't get something done and that's never necessarily been the case um i know it's like you we have to maneuver in the world a little differently mm -hmm. which you completely understand yeah but it's already ingrained in my mind that i have to move different yeah right and it's not necessarily about oh you got to outwork somebody two or three times mm -hmm. no it's just it is it's how you represent yourself right it's the connection that you make it's yeah. the networking that's what it comes down to you know when i got here um in the city to work in the industry you know I had a pretty good skill set in bartending mm -hmm. and I didn't get the job that I wanted. So I started at a, a lower level spot mm -hmm. and I just kept pushing. I kept interviewing. I kept pressing people that I was interviewing with to give me the job. Yeah. I got an opportunity and I'm working for Let Us Entertain You. And I would say there is kind of where I learned how relationships were important in the industry. Mm. Right. Yeah. They're very important. They're, I think some of the younger generations don't realize how much networking and your first impressions to people yeah are very important because they can look at you and be like oh no immediately no Absolutely. i don't want that and then they can speak to you and be like i thought you were different and i'm still good on you yeah so yeah yeah and, and, and you know you get so like i i work corporate america mm -hmm. and i think it's tough to not be your authentic self i think so i think that's what we should live for and if you can do it you do it for the amount of time to get your advancement to what you truly want to do mm -hmm. And yeah, I had to 
had to tone myself of who I was down to work in those spaces to be able to get to where I currently am today. You know, and I was like, listen, I can sacrifice four years, five years, six years, however long it is mm-hmm. to where I get to, to where I can be me all mm-hmm. the time. I think that's important too. Um, I also work in corporate America. So, so you know, yeah. This is know. my outlet to just be <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, I'm going to wear my leather boots and I'm going to yeah. wear like whatever I want to wear and not have to code switch and not have to do yeah. those things. Um, but I also find it difficult sometimes when you're going into business meetings, like still trying to be your outlet. And I'm okay with that, that not everybody's going to accept me for who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's fair as well. And that, and that can be my own people in the same, yeah. you know, you know, I am, I'm, I'm outspoken on things I like to be outspoken about and I see the world in the way I kind of see it. Mm-hmm. And so, but that's also gotten me to where I am. Like I'm stubborn, I'm hard headed, you know, uh, but I work extremely hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's your sign? You an Aries or a Taurus? So I'm the cuffs. So I am, uh, my birthday is the 21st of June. So cancer, cancer Gemini. Gemini. Yeah. Okay. You. <laughs> <laughs> As soon as you said, I'm yeah. stubborn. I'm like, what, yeah. what you got going on? Yeah. No, yeah. But that's what you have to be. You have to have tough skin. You there were so many ways that I felt, mm-hmm. you know, and and yeah, it was the the product was good, right? Mm-hmm. But the product was only good on the weekends, you know. It's what it was like because in this industry, would have transitioned that over to Revolver, yeah, yeah, um, like brunch on Mondays, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I was like, oh, they got brunch on yeah. Mondays. I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, so I think it's dope that you're actually learning from those experiences because I think the one thing about failure is that failure, you're going to fail in, right. in just about everything that you touch. You're going to fail in some portion of it. However, um, so we are where we at? in October. Mm-hmm. I would say hopefully sometime in March of next year, there'll be another concept out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think right now what's important is 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 putting together a team um, that allows me to be able to expand the business. Yeah. And that's just kind of where we're at. You know, mm-hmm. it, it is. So what happened is that sometimes you expand too quickly. Yeah. Right. You know, at the duplex when we opened, I was there every day, every hour, every day. And then open this space kind of removed me from the duplex. Mm-hmm. And what I what I noticed is that I enabled them to rely on me too heavily. Mm-hmm. Right. So even when you weren't there, they calling you. They still call me. <laughs> still call, still texting. <laughs> My phone is always on. It's always on. Mm-hmm. No matter I could be at dinner, vacation, I'm answering the phone. You know, so it's like it's like, you know, being a parent. You try to provide safety and security for your children, you know, and sometimes you coddle them too much. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they're great people. You know, uh, I just, I think now is like, now they're learning on the fly. Yeah. Well, you yeah, so, so sink or swim, right? Sink or, sink or swim. So with that being said, I know you said you got, you got your kids and, <laughs> yeah. and then you got duplex, you got revolver. Like, yeah. where is the work-life balance for you? Because this is a lot. There is none at the moment. <laughs> there is none. You, you there is, a, you know, people ask me all the time, you got to do stuff for yourself and all that, whatever you want to call it, self-care days and all that stuff. Which, listen, which is which, which is great. Um, my grandfather didn't have self-care days. Mm-hmm. He didn't have it. Mm-hmm. And I think ultimately, I think my fulfillment comes to being able to take care of those who I love. And so, yeah, balance, you know, maybe I get to sit in my car for 15 minutes before I go in the house, you know. But that's, I, listen, I, at some point in life, yeah, I'll mm-hmm. get there. But just not right now. It's not right now. That's understandable. It's not right now. So for those up and coming entrepreneurs, those people who just have like a little goal, what is something that you 
would tell them that you wish someone told you early on? I I would what they would have what they could have told me is that it is okay to make as many mistakes as you possibly mm-hmm. can and and also potentially find you a good mentor mm-hmm. you know and again like i told you i was stubborn hard-headed but it came with cost as well yeah you know and i didn't i necessarily i didn't i didn't have that person to lean on i think when i was truly getting in this industry mm-hmm. you know trying to do my own thing um but now i feel is that i can make some phone calls to people and they would answer and i would ask for help because like i don't think i know everything yeah you know and it's getting to a point to where like all right stubborn and hard head but also you know i have to have or I have to at least be emotionally intelligent enough to understand like man like all right enough's That's enough i gotta make i gotta make a phone call yeah you know i think that um i don't care how old you are i don't i don't feel like once you're independent for so long it just gets hard to ask for help it's not that we don't want to ask for help it's yeah. just like are you gonna throw this back on my face that yeah. i have to ask for help because <laughs> yeah. i don't want that, you don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um, you do have kids. Do you see do. any of them following your footsteps and like taking over the family business? You know what? I uh, I don't know yet. Hmm. Right? I don't know. Uh, my son likes to. Uh, he's dabbling in the cooking. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's actually interviewing this weekend huh. to work at Duplex. Good luck. Uh, my fourteen-year-old. <laughs> she uh, she worked for me at the Duplex this past summer, summer before. So mm-hmm. she's she's actually starting back to work there again. So I don't know. You don't know just yet. I, if if I would say, I would believe it might be the youngest. It usually is. It usually is. Yeah, it might the, be the youngest. The baby usually trying to keep up with the oldest. Uh-huh. And so they end up picking up stuff quickly. So mm-hmm. my son, um, he is play, he plays basketball. Okay. His dad has another bro- uh, another son. And he picked up basketball because my big brother played basketball. Mm-hmm. And now he's a beast. And we'd be like, what? Where what is going from? on? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what is happening? So, yeah. yeah. She's the most observant. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That generation alpha is a little different. They they different. They pick up stuff. I'm looking like, who? Where are you learning from? <laughs> yeah. How old are you? Because yeah. I don't understand what's going on. She's really mature. So. <laughs> she is. So, okay, we gonna we gonna switch gears. We gonna switch gears just a little bit. Um, and I'm gonna cut all of this out. Yeah. But you can ask me any questions, and then we can just talk about like whatever you see that's out here and all okay. this other stuff. Um, so one thing that. I get frustrated with in podcasting mm-hmm. is that I see a lot of um, I say people with a little bit more funds or I won't say celebrities necessarily, right. but people with more funds and just accessibility, they're able to put podcasts out like hotcakes. And right. I'm like, now my podcast better than all of their podcasts <laughs> yeah, yeah. out here. Like I want to be Kanye, but right. you know. So how do you feel when you see other people coming up? You like this is not a good quality product like you're not giving us good quality food you're not mm-hmm. giving us good quality drinks or a quality experience so when you see that when you go into other spaces if you go to other spaces i do how, how does that how do you look do you find yourself like criticizing it or you know you know i i do because I, i've seen people that again expand because expanding is, is mm-hmm. i think is a big part of it and i'm just like man how the fuck? like <laughs> the product's trash like everything about it is, is so wrong and and how are they finding rather it's the investors right rather it's the banks you know rather it's, it's you know secondary you know uh ability to get get funds i don't know how it's done and well i take that back mm-hmm. i do i kind of <laughs> do i do know how it is and I, I would say the difficulties in being 
a minority and African-American mm-hmm. is that I think the finding the resources mm-hmm. is probably the most difficult. Yeah. Because we don't have enough of the information. And that's what it comes comes down to. And when you get into the right circle of people, mm-hmm. they will fund you like like nothing, right? And like they'll find somebody it? else to fund you. Yeah, they'll like, you can do it. Let me say my <laughs> friend. Yeah. And I'll put you on with this other person. You'd be like, whoa, whoa, hold on. Yeah. Like, this is a lot real fast. Yeah. To speak on the resources, I think it's very difficult. Like I know in 2020, last three years, really, um, there's been a lot of grants, just kind of like right. you know, African American grants and oh, you're a first time business owner grant or you're a single mom grant. And I don't think a lot of people understand like what comes with you know these grants, depending mm-hmm. on how they're funded or like what what's needed from you mm-hmm. um to report back. Some people mm-hmm. can just get all this money and then it's like you it was a grant, but it, you have to pay that money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. So what would you tell someone looking at that? Um obviously get some help but yeah. you know like what else would you recommend for them to do uh due diligence mm-hmm. i you know i think is is getting into so i, I can explain this so um luckily enough during COVID, i figured out how to trade okay and this is what that's how i ended up funding um the duplex uh, but it, in this industry mm-hmm. you need to continuously get funded yeah and I, that's you know that's the weird part about it. like people think like yeah the concepts are cool and people are in the space they're vibing and have a good time but it's not enough mm-hmm. it's not because you're always marketing and mm-hmm. i'm sure you know like listen it is it is expensive to push your content it's expensive to push that listen you come to our space yeah. right because one in chicago is super competitive i'm you're competing against everything and let alone like you mm-hmm. you're a minority owner yeah right and and you gotta think about it. the neighbors that i am they're in gentrified neighborhoods i'm in mm-hmm. you know logan i am in you know, I'm in Wicker Park. I'm not out south. I'm not out west. Yeah. You know, so it's finding that balance because I'm creating spaces for us. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, that, that's that's what it comes down to. Yeah. I I want us to be the majority in the space, right? But how do you do that? And weeding out some of it, mm-hmm. keeping other parts of it, other parts yeah. in, and still welcoming everybody else. Mm-hmm. And, and that's like this teetering effect yeah. of a fine line of what you're trying to do. And I think that's the most difficult, you know, but um, I, I, outside of grants, you know, I think SBA is great. Mm-hmm. I tell everybody, listen, make sure you file your, your, your taxes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm like, man, like that, that's a big hold up. They say, if don't you're not, be, yeah, make sure you pay Uncle Sam. Don't be Wesley Snipes out yeah, here in don't, don't, don't be that. But like in, in there are actually community, small community banks that are very helpful to startups and mm-hmm. i would say one if allies community bank i think is great mm-hmm. they do a really good job of funding startups Wintrust and mm-hmm. bmo they're really good too Wintrust, aren't they black owned listen i've heard different stories okay we, yeah okay we do some homework, do some homework <laughs> on that <laughs> do some homework uh but no I, that's who i bank with so mm-hmm. i don't know yeah yeah <laughs> are you with chase I got a lot of different yeah, ways. Um, yeah. I'm one of those people that just gotta. If, if I don't put my money everywhere, sure. it, it'll get spent it'll get somewhere spent. else. And I'll be it'll like, get... "But I thought I got paid. Like, what's happening?" So it'll yeah, I got about three or four different banks. Yeah. Um, you know, bill account, something that I actually wish somebody would have financial situations that I was in um, in my you know late twenties, early thirties, trying to figure out where my money going. Mm-hmm. Um, and didn't really get the chance to figure that out until it was time for me to purchase a home. Then you knew then. And then I was like, 
No, I make more than enough money to buy right. this house. Right. Like, right. hold on one second. So I think that's one thing I wish that um, in our community was, I think it's talked about way more now yeah. than it was back then. And I, I'm not that old, but I feel like 15 years ago, I didn't hear people talking about credit and, you know, make sure you have this X amount of money saved or what was going on. It was like, no, go to school. And that, that'll solve all the problems right. if you go to school. I, you know, I always think like in our culture, we are a step behind or two. Mm-hmm. And we're always chasing somebody else's blueprint. Mm. And not creating our own. I think. I think that's like that's that's the hard part. You know. I think school. Listen. I. I. I think. I think school is great if you want to be a lawyer. You want to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. You know. You want to be some type of scientist. Mm-hmm. You know. I think you don't have to be. You don't have to go to school to be an electrician. You don't yeah. go to be a plumber. I mean, you don't even go to be an architect. Um, so I think our our previous generation, meaning like our parents' parents. Mm-hmm. They didn't get the, the chance to go to college, so they pushed a lot of pressure mm-hmm. on their kids. They pushed all the pressure on the grandchildren, on the grandchildren, mm-hmm. and, and it was just school and nothing else, right? You go to school, we get the debt, and you might be able to get a home somewhere <laughs> down the road. And so, like, but what it, but what works for us? Mm-hmm. And nobody has truly said it in a way to for us to explain how we should provide later in life for yeah. us. You know, I think that's like the toughest part, you know, because listen, I, you know, I wasted money in, in college and I would take it all back, to be honest. Yeah. You know, uh, so it's, it's truly about, you know, us doing. He is a great student right now. He's on an honor roll. He's so proud that's of good. himself. That's good. Yeah. Um, but he's also, he is his mom's child. Yeah. Um, so he has my personality. Mm-hmm. Um, so he can go in any room and wow anybody. Yeah. Um, he's short. So people never believe yeah. that he's 13. Yeah. Um, so he's always like proving that he's 13. Mm-hmm. They people are like, oh, he's so smart and he's so well articulate. I was like, oh, he's about to be 14 years old. Like, <laughs> yeah. he better know how to speak. Yeah. Like, I understand. So yeah, with him, it's like, I feel like I want to learn how to fix some of the things mm-hmm. that my parents did with me. Cause I, I still implement a lot of things that my mom implemented. Um, as far as like being independent, knowing when to ask for help, understanding that, you know, I'm not going to always be able to help you. Right. So you still need to learn how to do things. Um, what did you take away? So like, all right, you, the good, like, I understand mm-hmm. that. But like, what do you felt is that your parents, you know, the biggest thing is the scene. And I heard I actually hate that. Um, I don't understand where it ca- I know where it came from. Mm-hmm. It, it came to not get too deep. It came out of slavery. Um, you need to be seen and not heard because, yeah. you know, we have to be quiet. Right. Um, However, for me, I feel like we silence a lot of our children mm-hmm. um, and we don't listen to them. And if we just listen to them, they actually got some stuff to say. Yeah. Um, even when like when George Floyd happened yeah. and when all that stuff, he was only like 10 or nine years old or something like that. Yeah. He was like literally talking to me. So like not all police are good. Not like all. I was like, oh, wait, we got to have a conversation. Like, yeah. hold on. So it's like I don't ever want him to feel like he cannot be seen and heard. Absolutely. He can be both. Yeah. And so for me, my mom, she's like, I can't believe he just said, I'm like, well, he has the right to feel that way, mom. Like, sure. she don't get that. She part. don't get it, huh? No. She don't get it. She's starting to get it now because he's older now. So she's yeah. like, okay, well, I don't like that you're saying that, but you know, whatever. But that's one thing um that I actually plan on doing with any future children that I have. But it's yeah. like, no, you there's a way to say how you feel and still be respectful. Mm-hmm. And I think that we missed that part a little bit. Like, no, you still, you can speak your mind, but don't do too much. Because right. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still a parent, but so, yeah. So do you think, just you know, it's because I understand like how, you know, kids go to school mm-hmm. 40 hours a week, 
mm-hmm. right? You know, I, you know, you have mm-hmm. a business, you work, right? So innately, what does that give you? How much time do you have to be an influence in his life, right? Yeah. You know, because that's the battle is you trying to protect, you know, what your kids are learning, right? What their information they're getting. Yeah. And still trying to hold this foundation down of what you believe mm-hmm. in. We are a woke household. Oh, y'all woke. Um, <laughs> like real woke. Like yeah. they was trying to teach my son about Emmett Till and he was telling them stuff. Like, hold on, because mm-hmm. my daddy said and mm-hmm. my stepdad said. And um, so we're a real woke household. So okay. pretty much nothing's off bar right. to yep. talk about. We don't talk about it all. Um, even some stuff I don't want to talk about. I'd be like, can you just give me like 10 minutes to get my mind wrapped around this? Um, it is difficult, though, like with the podcast and the nine to five and mm-hmm. then um recently we were planning a wedding that took so much time and yeah. i just like i remember feeling so bad because mm-hmm. like i didn't have a whole lot of time to spend with him mm-hmm. um so what i do now is like i just create family dates and i put it on the calendar yeah. I don't know, people think i'm crazy like you i scheduled like tonight yeah. we have we have movie night tonight yeah. pop popcorn we're gonna watch scary movies like i just kind of force myself in everybody else's time like no this is what we're gonna do because i know now at 34 the memories I cherish the most are not what my parents think. It's not yeah. Disney World and right. it's not that stuff. It's my mom and my stepdad coming to my track meets in yeah. high school. Like yeah. that's the stuff that I remember. Yeah. So I try to make sure like I'm at every single thing. Like, oh, you singing this weekend? I'm, I don't care what's going on. I will cancel. I've called off work. I don't care. Like he's going to always come first because I know that in a nine to five, I'm replaceable. Yeah. So yeah. that's, but what about you? And, 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 you got all this stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah. You, it's short. Again, it's the same. Like, you know, we, we at the dinner table, I think the goal for me is I'm at home for dinner four times a week. Mm. And then we create a day to where like I can get out for a couple hours. Like I don't miss those dinners, you know, because I understand how important it is, but I'm a benevolent dictator. I would say <laughs> in the house. No, I, I will say because, you know, I, I thought it was, I thought, I think it's important for, for children to have a voice, but it is so and how the voice is being mm-hmm. interpreted, it's right? It's, it's the tone. Mm-hmm. And so like, we'll, we'll, we'll have, so what I'll do, I'll play like a YouTube video, mm-hmm. you know, at dinner and talk about a hot topic mm. and get everybody's thoughts on, on the issue, like right? That. Yeah, mm-hmm. so like, you know, everybody will go around and discuss about, you know, what they felt and how they feel. And I would notice that my, um, my oldest daughter, I felt is that she had too much autonomy at a young age. Now, now I'll go back and mm-hmm. think about it because you know you hear you want you want you want your children to have these voices. You, mm-hmm. you want them, but I need her to have the voice based on what the voice is. The leader of the house, mm-hmm. right? And so, no, in so many ways, because you can you can become naive mm-hmm. to believing what society and school is telling you what you should be believing, yeah. right? And so it is. I've you know. We used to go back and forth. She was 10. She was very combative. Very 10, 11. <laughs> and I'd probably say 12. She was really combative. <laughs> no, it was times where, you know, you know, my wife was uncomfortable with the conversation because now, you know, now she's crying at the table, you know. <laughs> so it was like trying to, I, what I don't want is my children, you know, spewing out ignorant things mm. that they don't understand. Mm-hmm. Like if you're going to like, if you're going to be on a debate team, you got to have facts, mm-hmm. right? It's not just opinion based, it's about facts yeah. as well. And so that's that's kind of what it what it really is. And like now, now I've seen all the work that I was putting in from 10, 11, 12, she's coming back full circle. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. you know, they had that, I call it the rebellious. The rebellious, thing. yeah. Like my son, anything I purchased him to wear was horrible. Yeah. yeah. However, he liked everything my husband wore. 
Yeah. Sir, I'm buying you the same clothes that I'm buying this man. I don't understand. Like, yeah. but because I bought it, it, yeah. it was an issue. But yeah. if my husband bought it, or if his dad bought yeah. the same exact outfit, yeah. oh, this is so great. And I'll be like, what in the world is going mm -hmm. on? But now, mama's boy. Yeah. Like, no, mom, I like that one outfit. I got so many yeah. compliments on this. And I'm like, yeah. I don't understand. Like, what, what happened? Who are you? So yeah. that makes sense. Like, it's a boy and a girl kind of, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, a little pushback from mom, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to find my independence from mom, mm -hmm. you know. So no, I get it. Now he he don't want the independence. He, he don't want he like mom. No. Yeah, we do yeah. one thing in our house. Um, so we don't call it an allowance, we call it a paycheck. So okay. you get your paycheck. <laughs> um, but with that, with his paycheck, it comes with his chores, right? right. So I'm not that household was like, no, you're gonna do your chores, and that's because you live in this house. Like, no, I want to teach him money management for sure and, and how to do it so he has his little debit card and yeah. every month he gets his little money on there well he wasn't doing his chores um so i just stopped so ain't no money coming in no? yeah so he was like i didn't get my paycheck i was like my house wasn't clean <laughs> i had to do the chores that you were supposed to do right. and if i did that at work they would fire me yeah so you figure it out so yeah. he's back on board now where he's like okay i got my paycheck and it's like i want to save my money because mm -hmm. spider-man's coming out or christmas is coming up so yeah. to hear him like you know, do those things. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, we're back on board. We're good. Like, I you know that's 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 really good stuff you you're putting into your son. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's fun. I, it's it's definitely fun. So, on top of the um, you got the New Year's Eve party coming up. Yeah. Uh, what else? What other events can people look forward to? And then also, how can they keep up with you know all of the endeavors that you have going on with Revolver and Place? You know, I. I we try to update, you know, the website mm -hmm. and our social media pages, you know, quite often what we have going on. Obviously, we got Halloween parties, you know, next weekend, <laughs> uh, you know, Black Wednesday is coming up. Oh, yeah. We're doing a new menu flip over at Duplex and is open to the public in terms of new menu on November the 3rd. Mm -hmm. so that's a Friday. Uh, so we're really excited about that. Um, and new cocktails are coming out as well. Ooh. Yeah. And we we just had we were just. Uh, picked up by BMO Harris and Chicago Bulls as their sponsor, uh, as being the uh, a black-owned restaurant in Chicago. So they're gonna promote us, yeah, for the season, which is really cool. We just we just interviewed with with Kobe White from the Bulls at the Duplex. And, so that's so dope. Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel so, accomplished now. First of all, yeah. no, that's it was it was it's great. So know, to get I, that kind of notoriety. Yeah, I'm yeah. actually so you know not to do too much, but I'm actually proud yeah. to you know to have seen like Rhyme or Reason, mm -hmm. Duplex, now Revolver, and just to see um, when my friends come in town. So when we got yeah. married, um, that wedding weekend, they were like, "Oh, we got we got reservations at the Duplex," and I was like, "Oh, I love that spot." I was like, yeah. "I know the manager, I know the owner, like yeah. they're so cool." And so they were like, "You guys got to be on time," and I was like, "We know, right. <laughs> like, we've been there." And yeah. then when I made the reservation, and they came in, they were like, "Oh, we got some friends coming in." Your manager was like, "Oh, I saw, I saw her name. I saw Yaya's name. Like, yeah. she'll be here. She's fine." Because I was like, "Yeah, we're not gonna make y'all reservation. We'll make, we'll make our stuff." Yeah. <laughs> like, so yeah. I'm, I'm very proud and like honored to actually be sitting here talking to you and just see seeing you flourish and I'm excited to see what else you all have coming up. Appreciate it. Yeah. Stay tuned. I'm, I'm like, so we're looking at something hopefully uh, spring of next year. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to be there too. I'm going to be at the grand openings of everything. It's going to be open. No, nah, I appreciate you. you you're <laughs> the best. You're the best kind of customer. Right? No. So, and also I, I'm proud of you as well. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. This is dope. Well, so you heard them. You can get, you can go to revolver at revolver Chicago, right? Um, yeah. On Instagram is at revolver Chicago. And that duplex on Instagram. And you can go to their websites and I'll have them linked below. Um, until then, y'all know y'all can find me. I'm at Cubana Kiss on everything. Until then, I'll talk to y'all later. Bye.